and welcome to episode 22 of Kayfabe is Not Dead. I'm your host, CJ, and what what an awesome surprise. We have both of our compatriots on today's show. If you listened to uh, our No Mercy uh, review, you would know that, uh, unfortunately, I have to say that Dapper, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan over here, uh, retained his title. Uh, and we also have Jess, our uh, our other resident, Hans Gruber, uh, coming in at you. We're, we're here to talk about Raw and uh, SmackDown and 205 Live. We, we've decided to add that, and to reasons we'll explain later. But, uh, but yeah, what, what, do you, what do you guys think uh, early on? You got any, any opening comments for this episode? Well, let me Can tell you something, off by saying Whoa. I love The Miz. I'm cutting you off, Dap. I love The Miz, man. Miz TV Son is my jam. The Miz. I should get a tattoo that just says The Miz. Awesome. Yeah, it is. It's called The Jizz. <laughs> the Miz, man. The Miz. What? What? What was that, brother? Well, now it's now it's ruined because we got the little J-Brone over there, just just fapping away to the Miz over I mean, over here. He is, he is Hans Gruber. He is awesome. <laughs> but well, uh, pretty right, much, I was ahead. just gonna say that as your champ, I was thoroughly impressed with Raw and SmackDown. When it came to post No Mercy, it has potential. There was a flicker of light, a flicker of hope. It <laughs> in, showed. In the darkness. In the darkness, that was, that was No Mercy. And if, if yes. you did not have the pleasure of listening to that fine episode, uh, I definitely was the most down on it. I gave it this C, and then our uh, Dapper and Jess both gave it a B. Um, overall, good matches, but anticlimactic finishes. But the fallout... We'll definitely get into starting with Raw, which uh, we kicked off with Miz TV with special oh, guest. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did. Special <laughs> guest, uh, fresh off of his defeat uh, of uh, John Cena, we get Roman Reigns. And uh, Miz talks, he actually begins by talking about how he can't wait to get home so he can be with uh, Maurice and uh, discuss the future of his unborn Non failure of a son? <laughs> yeah. Uh, un unlike the failure that is Jason Jordan. So uh, he welcomes Roman Reigns, and uh, he, fresh off his coordination by the semi-retiring, in quotes, John Cena, uh, Miz asks what Roman thinks about Cena, calling uh, last night about the passing of the torch, and Roman says how he suddenly now respects Cena for be becoming his bitch, essentially. And, uh, and, uh, you know, saying that what he did for the last 15 years was, was great and why he was proud to beat, uh, uh, you know, the, the reigning face of the company. Uh, Roman tries to wrap things up quick, but Miz takes offense since Roman is acting more important than him, even though he is the one with the championship and it is Miz TV. I mean, come on, it's the name of the show. Uh, after Miz calls Jason Jordan, a loser, Roman tells him that Jason is a real athlete and that Miz could never beat him one-on-one, -on -one, uh, inferring about how the Miz Terraza interfered into the last match at No Mercy. Roman calls the Miz Terraza goons, but uh, he, ca he calls them out, but Miz says all Roman did 
was ride the coattails of the other members of the Shield, a.k.a. the current tag champs. He believes that the Miztourage was around five years ago. They would have beaten the Shield. They would have never become a thing. Roman yeah, no laughs. doubt on that one, man. And he's probably accurate. <laughs> Roman laughs it off and says it doesn't matter anyway since he has his own path apart from Dean and Seth and how his focus is on the Universal Championship. Miz calls him out for thinking beating Cena was an accomplishment, which is great. Uh, <laughs> when he has beaten, he was beaten by Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and Brock Lesnar. Miz says he's been making the IC title prestigious and is insulted that Roman thinks he's above him. Roman wants to fight tonight, but Miz quickly bails and tries to wave it off. Kurt Angle, though, jumps in uh, and makes the match for tonight between Miz and Roman, and that Bo Dallas and Curtis uh, Axel will face Matt Matt Hardy and Jason Jordan. Sorry, I, I was going to say the Hardy boys. Um, so, so yeah, we we got the setup of a Roman Reigns Miz feud and a potential Shield reunion versus the Miz Tourage. So there's a lot to unpack right there. So yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, I think they kind of shut down the whole Shield Miz Tourage, though. Oh uh, well, I think, I think that's ultimately what they're going to be doing. Hmm. I mean, I think uh, it would be good if they can pull it off. We've already gotten the Resurrection of the Shield, and uh, you know, I don't care to see it again. I want to see something new at this point. Well, they haven't done the full Resurrection though, because they've only done. No, they had a they had a one night return of it back oh. when Seth was heel. Oh, okay. I missed that. <laughs> Um, but, so, you guys don't think there will be a reason? I think there will be, but we're probably going to save that for a little closer to Mania. Yeah, I, see, that would be my assumption, but because they've already re, they've already gotten two-thirds of them, I think, I mean, it's just too much of a coincidence that Dean and Seth are already tag partners, and uh, it just so happens that Miz has a faction that has exactly three people total in it i think it makes a little too much sense i think they will pull the trigger once again we were just talking about on the last episode how you know wwe you know when they want to they can do a long form stories but they they kind of like to you know pull the trigger a little too quickly so you know they're probably not if they were going to do the shield reunion they're probably going to waste it on, like, you know, the next random pay-per-view. Uh, maybe, maybe they'll wait till Survivor Series. I think that might actually be the next Raw one. Uh, but what what do you guys think of the... Uh, well, I guess we should actually talk about the match. Uh, so, yeah, Miz and Roman do fight. And Roman goes over. And that sets up a... Uh, and I, uh, a fight next week for the actual IC belt. So, what do you guys think of this this feud? I think it's a waste of a title shot. Well, do you think? Do you think uh, Roman has is? Yeah, I'll el- elaborate on that, Hoda. But yeah. why? Why are you feeling this is a waste? Oh, okay. So normally you think you say I just talk too much. Now I try and keep it short and sweet for you a little. You little princess, and you decide that, oh, elaborate on us. Go into a little more detail. Well, you finally said something interesting for a change, so let's (laughs) hear why you think it's a waste. Let's let's stay on topic, gentlemen. Let's stay on topic. Okay. The reason why I think it's a waste is because right now, The Miz has never been hotter. I mean, 
he's pretty much phrasing. the only reason why we care about the Intercontinental title. The only reason why people complained about No Mercy for the fact that the IC title opened the show. The lack of a better term, the curtain jerker. And so he is the he's pretty much developed and has maintained the IC title for what it is. And you're about to give it to Roman Reigns only because John Cena said in one of his promos for the last month, oh, I sit here and try and make careers off the U.S. title. You have the U.S. title, and you're disappointed because you think it's a it's a like a cut in your pay. And now we're going to give him the IC title to prove that he's an actual great worker, which we know he's not that great of a worker. He's a good wrestler, but not a great worker. And all this is going to do because you know for a fact the only way the Miz will retain is with the Miz Taraz helping him. And if they do something to stop the Miz Taraj from helping him, Roman Reigns will go over, making sure that no one else can pretty much get the IC title unless they do some shady heelish moves. And it's just going to destroy all motivation and momentum behind the IC title and Miz's like rocket to the top. And that is all. Oh, wow. I've never heard more wrong statements in a single minute than I just did. CJ, do you have any opinions before I go in the mine? <laughs> you, you can go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, nah, man. I think we're going to have all members of the Shield set up with belts going into Mania. I think they're going to be the guys to beat. I think it's going to be a very heel-style Mania. And I think Reigns is going to lose the belt just prior to it. So he can go after the Universal Championship. Or perhaps maybe he'll keep the IC title and hold both belts. No, that that has been left to the Ultimate Warrior. And no one else will do it. <laughs> At this point, man, I think it would not be on WWE to troll us with Reigns. Just any legacy or amazing feat that have been accomplished, he just does it overnight. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to say, I didn't know that Jess still believed that the New Day rode in on real unicorns. Apparently, even though we're called Kayfabe's Not Dead, Jess is just riding on this Samoan coattails and believes that Roman Reigns is God's gift to wrestling. He is. Oh, my God. Just because he has a I, I am sleeve. checking his Wikipedia right now, and it says God's gift to wrestling, <laughs> as edited by Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> So, this was updated five minutes ago. <laughs> Roman Reigns, and I quote, is God's gift to wrestling. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go through kind of like all the, the promo stuff, and then we'll go we'll go through the matches. So so then after that, uh, Finn is interviewed. Well, now, back. hold on, hold on. What is what is your thoughts, Oh, um, Mr. Illustrious Host? Oh, well, you know, I'm the Roman Reigns hater. So, obviously, I mean, this has potential, but... If, if this is ultimately going to lead to Roman Reigns being the one that goes over the Miz, it's going to be awful. Now, I don't think they're going to do that. I agree with you, Dapper, specifically in that Miz is definitely having a, uh, a, a hell of a run currently as far as, um, you know... I mean, honestly, name me another Intercontinental Champion that was worth a damn in the last Rick century. Fire. I mean, yeah, you're the, you're the historian. That's definitely not my, my forte. Uh, in I'm, the last in the last ten years, the last decade, well, how many? I just, I just I mean, said Ric Flair, Daniel Bryan. 
Well, there's a bunch of heavyweights that have held the title on their way to becoming the world champion. If, if you're talking specifically just people that have held the Intercontinental title. No, I mean, I'm talking even, about even people that have title. held the Intercontinental title and have made it worth anything. Uh, Dean Ambrose, you said it yourself, did not make the Intercontinental title worth anything. Well, you forgot all about Kevin it. Kevin Owens. Uh, I definitely, Kevin Owens, he made the U.S. title worth more. That's my US Intercontinental title. title. Do you not remember this chant? That's my Intercontinental title. And he got thrown through three tables. Is this not ringing a bell? Yeah, AJ. No, it does not. Table superstructure. AJ Styles is, and KO are doing great with the U.S. belt. That's the U.S. belt because you had KO, the face of the United States. Well, he made the U.S. title worth something. Yeah, well, we're talking but about the IC title. He was spinning his wheels. We're talking about the mid-title card. We have to include the U.S. title because the show we have two different belts that represent the same thing. Because there's two I understand. Shows. I understand, but he made the U.S. title worth something. He was spinning his wheels just like Dean Ambrose was with the IC title. The Miz is the only one that has actually promoted the IC title and has made it worth anything. Well, ultimately, we, we both agree on the same thing. I think The Miz is going to keep the belt, regardless of what happens. God forbid Roman Reigns keeps winning, but I wouldn't put it past the WWE to fucking pull the trigger and just have Roman Reigns get the belt, especially if they're saving, feeding Brock to him for WrestleMania. Maybe they want to give all three members of the Shield the belts. Um, you know what? After rereading this Wikipedia, I'm predicting right here, right now, that Roman Reigns will have all the belts by the end of Mania this year. He will not be the Ultimo Dragon. <laughs> he's going to get. He's going to get everybody. He will be both Raw and SmackDown's <laughs> tag team champion. He's going to get every single wrestler in the company to lift his arms up. <laughs> uh, so then we. Get if that happens, then I, I no matter even if I'm the prediction champion, I will forfeit my title. <laughs> And I will walk away. <laughs> Literally take my ball and go home. <laughs> so Finn is interviewed backstage where he thanks he uh, thanks Bray for downing him and making him push himself to the limit of a mortal man. He says that he hopes Bray feels humility for all of those he uh, humiliated. Finn declares that he is ready to do what he wanted since he came back, which is reclaim the Universal Championship. We also get Kurt Hawkins offering a challenge to anyone in the locker room. Uh, a history maker? Him. Yeah. And then uh, who, who, who were your guesses as to who was going to answer the challenge? Definitely not who answered the challenge. What about you, Jess? Do you have any guesses? I, I, I was, thought it was going to be Apollo Crews. Yeah, maybe Apollo Yeah, Cruz. I was thinking Apollo Crews, too, to be honest. <laughs> Or, uh, <laughs> you know, it'd be great if we got a Y2J return. But, <laughs> uh, but no, we get the uh, the monster among men, Braun Strowman, accepts. Uh, but Hawkins quickly realizes that's a stupid idea, and he literally flees in horror. Braun catches up to him in the crowd and throws him through a table and then carries him to the stage and plows him through it. Uh, Braun grabs the mic and says that after last night, he's going on a path of destruction that will stay in the ring till somebody gives him a real fight. And who, who answers that call? So who were your guesses as to who that was going to be? Someone stupid and, lack of a better term, a lunatic. 
Okay, Jess, what about you? Uh, I was actually considering it being Seth. Well, you're you were pretty close. Dean Ambrose comes out, so uh, I didn't know it was going. I knew it was going to be one of those two. <laughs> so just to but re- leaning more towards Dean. Just to recap the uh, the matches that came before that, uh, Matt Hardy and uh, Jason Jordan beat. Uh, the Miz aka Bo Dallas and Kurt Axel with No 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 not Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel and Razor Ramon 2.0. Alright. Via the Keep the, the gimmick heart, alive. The uh the twist of fate. Uh and then Elias hit a drift away on Apollo Cruz. So then uh we get a pretty awesome match between Dean Ambrose and Braun Strowman. Dean actually he shows off exactly why people love him. He he has yeah. that that brawler, feisty, like hardcore esque style where you know you keep hitting him, you keep dishing it out, but he keeps getting back up. He's you know he's Rocky, and he he kind of had Brock in some uh, in some uh, compromising spots. Uh, you know it definitely wouldn't have shocked me if if Dean was able to find a way to win, but eventually Braun is just too much. He hits Dean with a running power slam. And Dean just he just is out of it, and he gets the one, two, three. So then, but you know what though? Can I just say something? Honestly, based off the performance of No Mercy, I thought they were gonna have Braun lose to Dean Ambrose, but I am so glad they did not, because like I said in the last episode, this is how they can bring back Brock Les or Braun Strowman to be a worthy contender and still considered a monster because now it just shows he is a monster among men, but Brock Lesnar's not a man. He's a beast. Well, he's going to, um, he's he's essentially going to always win unless it's for the belt. He will never lose a regular match. Well, I'm not going to say never, but it's going to be very rare that he loses a regular He lost. Hey, he lost against Kalisto. (laughs) That's a notch on his belt. Well, that's what I'm saying, a regular match. Like, that was, like, the dumpster match, and he's also lost to Roman. And let's not talk about that. But anyway, uh, so then after the match, uh, Seth Rollins meets up with Dean backstage, and he's like, dude, what the fuck, man? We're tag team partners. You can't be getting yourself murdered by Braun Strowman because we might have to defend these. And... And Dean kind of calls him out and says, like, hey, maybe you, you shouldn't be playing it safe all the time, man. You're going to lose your edge. And Seth's like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to fight Brock, uh, Braun next week. So we already got that as a confirmed match for next week, which should Hold be pretty good. This is how the bar went the titles back. Just saying. If only there was, like, multiple, like, monies in the bank and the, the bar just had those. <laughs> it could wait for, like, uh after Seth gets, like, destroyed. So, do you think, like, Seth, Seth, like, hits a couple of the the running knees, the V-triggers, a.k.a. the King's Landings, uh, that, you know, maybe, like, Braun catches him after, like, one and just, like, reverses it into a power slam? Probably. Or maybe I think he he's going to... like, the Phoenix Splash? I think he's going to... Dis- Brock or Braun Strowman's going to destroy him, just like he did Dean, but still allow Seth Rollins to look strong. Is this how the Shield reforms? Roman Reigns has to come up, come out to save, save his former brothers in arms. But he can't because we all know that Braun 
can literally kill Roman Reigns. Uh, well, literally, he hasn't been dead yet. So unless this the maybe we're watching a resurrected like zombie corpse. That's you are. That's the only way he was able to beat John Cena. Uh, any any last words, Jess? What the hell, guys? Keep it together. <laughs> I mean, it's, I it's, feel like I'm the only voice of reason here, and you two I, are just going off on these. You know, I don't even know what to call them. I mean, Braun brings just tangents out, of craziness. Braun brings <laughs> out the ridiculousness, man. What can I say? Hey, uh, that's the only way you can truly tap in to the WWE thought process and creative to be the two-time podcast prediction champion. You have to go. I'm often curious as to why Strowman doesn't go to the writer's room and just say, I'm the champ <laughs> yeah, or, for the next or three weeks. You. <laughs> so, um, then we get, uh, let's see. Oh, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, Seth Rollins did beat uh, Sheamus. That was also a pretty good match. Um, did Oh, real quick, since that match happened. Yeah, did you notice? Did you notice... In the crowd was a sign of a milk carton with Cesaro's face on it with the missing teeth or impacted teeth saying, missing, please call if you find my teeth. Yeah, that was pretty great. I also did notice that there's actually a, uh, I don't know if they're available in the shop yet, but there's a a bar shirt now. Really? I thought you were gonna say there's a Cesaro action figure with real life see, teeth yeah, missing action. With with real life uh remo- teeth removal. Yes. Removable teeth action. Yes. Um it's like uh what's that, what's that game with the alligator? Hungry uh hungry hungry uh, hippo crocodile the Yeah, the crocodile the crocodile bite. dentist. Yep. Uh <laughs> but they just redid it with Cesaro's face. <laughs> so make that a thing, teeth. internet. Make that a thing. Yep, trademark. So, uh, um, with the, uh, with the end of the, uh, um, the, uh, Sheamus and, uh, Seth Rollins match, sorry, I had a brain fart. Um, I'm glad that they're still continuing this feud. It definitely looks like they are. Um, yep. They have to. What other tag team will do it? I mean, they have a bunch of good ones, like, uh, the club. Yeah, no. they're just... They yeah, become they're jobbers. jobbers? Uh, they're job. Hey, I'm... hey, hey! They're they're not jobbers. They're brothers. Yeah, too sweet me. Uh, <laughs> I think they're unfor- a couple. They're a couple of good brothers. Uh, unfortunately, I think um, the revival got hurt again. The other wow. guy got hurt. Yeah. Um, Dash. So, Dash. Yeah, he's the one that got I hurt think, this time. You know, Dawson. I think uh, Dawson. Whichever what? one looks like Perry Saturn. That one. <laughs> So, so yeah, I'm not. Or was this a house show or just? I think it was a house show a while ago. Yeah, it was I think like he hurt his shoulder. Ago. It was like right after they came back. Yeah, I think um, he hurt his shoulder. But uh, but so then we get a promo with Alexa Bliss. She's like, "Oh, the crowd, you guys are so great. Except you should have been, uh, you should have been, uh, you know, cheering me on since the very beginning because I'm your goddess." And then Mickey James comes out surprisingly. Uh, and says, yeah, you know what? I thought there. I thought she was gone. I didn't yeah. even know she was back there. Uh, she's. So I thought I thought the five people in the Fatal Five way was the entire women's division. Yeah, I think that's what everybody thought. So Mickey James comes out and she's like, uh, "I'm still here, and you didn't fight me, so fuck you. We're fighting." And 
Alexa I was Bliss, like, yes. And Alexa yes. Bliss is like, um, I don't really care about you, and you're old. And then with that, uh, Mickey James puts Alexa Bliss in the dirt with the slap. And uh, yeah, it looks like that. This is the the next feud that we're getting, which is I. You know what? As, as somebody that has been not a Mickey James hater, but somebody that's just been like. What is your deal? Like, uh, you know, she's always it's uh, it's actually really a lot like Natalia, where they're you know they're fine in the ring, but they kind of get overshadowed by these bigger personalities. Uh, but you know what? I'm all for more people getting chances. Would I rather this be Emma instead? Sure. Yeah. You know what? If Mickey James can get a good program, then you know what? By all means, have at it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, if you got the story for it, let's see what you can do. I and I'm Mickey's definitely honestly, shown over the years that she's she's good. So I'm honestly excited for this. One because of my two most favorite divas slash women wrestlers that they have right now in the raw roster. And this gives the opportunity for Sasha Banks and Bailey to have a little feud and build up to deserve a title shot. So yeah, we actually uh, we did have a women's match. We had the Bailey and Sasha uh, versus Emma and Nia Jax. Did you guys really have any comments on that? Nope. Uh, thought it was kind of lackluster. Bailey, I forgot all about it. Bailey. I thought it was a fun match. I had no problems with it. It's Bailey just... hits the belly, the Bailey to belly on Emma. There's no way she could do that to Nia. Um, and that's how they got the win. I think they're still teasing this kind of Sasha Bailey uh, split. I really think this is going to be a Sasha going heel kind of thing. They did have this uh, backstage moment where they're they're kind of talking about how they're, oh they're both they're both sorry about like breaking each other's pins, but you know it's it's a singles match, so it's no big deal. They're still besties, so they're kind of. Uh, beginning that hinting at that that uh that breakup another another friendship breaking up why can't we all just be friends the the 2017 because it doesn't sell tickets 2017 was the year friendship went to die (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you know what i'm i was kind of surprised about the women's match nia Jax was alive i thought she died from the quadruple power slam Onto the onto the uh, yeah, that was a crazy. Uh, yeah, she's saying, man, she ah. snapped her neck, kneed herself in the face, and I didn't see her the rest of the match. Yeah, and she if ever we were gonna get an injury last night, I thought that would have been the match. Well, she's uh, got a lot of cushion, so then, of, and that would have been the spot, man. When you hit that concrete, oof. We do get the Roman Reigns. Uh, the Roman Reigns and Miz fight did not uh, end the 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 telecast. Uh, so. Roman Reigns uh, actually has a, a decent match with Miz. Um, you know, Miz tries to do, you know, all the, the, the crazy shenanigans, but eventually Reigns hits the spear and actually goes over and gets the win. So they've made this... T- Docker, the blue chip prospect. They, they actually make this a title match next week. I highly doubt that... Uh, I mean, if anything, Miz is just going to disqualify himself. <laughs> that's what he should do. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, champion advantage. But uh, did you guys have any comments on the actual match? I mean, I thought it was just okay. I think next week will be better because we're going to have the Miz in the corner. 
and they're gonna be like a hundred percent. Not oh, we just got our ass whooped by half a Hardy and, and the Jason Jordan angle something. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about you, Jess? Uh, no strong feelings on this match. Yeah. To be honest. So, wow. This was this was the placeholder of the night for me, honestly. <laughs> So, so then Goldust attacks Finn Balor. I, I really wish I had more to say about it. Yeah. I, mean, I well, do, that, too. That's, I can't that's, carry this whole that's podcast. My, that's my problem with Roman Reigns. It's just there's not a lot to tell about him. Like, even Miz can't carry. I mean, Miz carried him for an Well, you know what? Here, I'll say, I'll say something positive about Roman Reigns. Uh, there's plenty to say positive about him. I mean, no, no, no. I got one got positive hair. thing. He always looks wet. I, they all do. But I have one positive thing. If Jason Momoa cannot show up for the Conan the Barbarian movie, <laughs> we got we might have somebody extra, yeah. as a backup. He could at least be a stand-in. Yes. So, if we need Conan to throw a spear, we know a guy. So in one of the more bizarre... Uh, this might be a little off-topic, but is that uh, Arnold coming back for that third Conan thing completely dead in the put, water I now? Think, I think they actually no, put I, it on ice. I think it's gonna work. I think it will do it. Oh my god! I would. I would. I actually want them to because the story. I want them to. Really I want to awesome. see it. I want to finish the story. But I don't. I actually don't think they're doing it now. I think they Arnold. Better. I think Arnold did say they're going. They're doing Terminator though, and James Cameron's coming back. But this is not a movie podcast. If you want to listen to us do a movie podcast, tell us in the comments below. Hit us up on Twitter. You know. I will make sure to write in the comment. Because yeah. I want to do a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we get Goldust attacking Finn, God. Finn Balor for reasons. I guess it's because, you know, Goldust is his own man. It doesn't. He's a strong, independent man that don't need no help. Now, uh, what happened with R-Truth, man? Did he get injured in the background and that's uh, dude, that kind of put the damper million, on it? Or there's they a just... million wrestlers that just kind of get forgotten about. So, yeah, R-Truth is in that... <laughs> That mid-card hell where, you know... He just didn't like, show up one week and they forgot that was the story. They're yeah, like, Goldie, go yep. play this guy. That, yeah, they were having those dueling movie, great movie reference. They kept... They were, they kept that doing, went yeah, nowhere. They kept, they kept doing those vignettes. We thought they were going to fight at what? Was it Great Balls or Fast Lane? We kept on, like we kept Both. saying this was going to be in the pre-show, and then they kept not doing it. And then we had that meme develop of how we're always wrong about the pre-show because we kept saying it was they're going to do it. It was supposed to be Great Balls pre-show. It was actually in the card, and then they got rid of it. Yeah, I, I don't no know. explanation ever given. Dude, no, but, uh, they so, literally yeah. made our truth disappear and die. So he then, died somewhere. So after Goldust attacks Finn, they actually have a match. Finn wins with the coup de grace. Um, the lights go out, and then a creepy kid sings. He's got the whole world in his hands, which means the brave feud is not over. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I can't believe they went with the kid again. What the hell, man? Move past because it. Because it's creepy, but it's not creepy in the PG era when everybody holds up freaking cell phone flashlights. So okay, but so if you were listening, don't you to our... know though that Bray Wyatt has to lose three times before his feud's over? <laughs> He's like a boss in a main in a in a video. He's like he a reverse Beetlejuice. Go... You gotta say his name. You gotta he beat him three won't... times. Yeah, he just won't go away until you defeat him three times. He's like Gary from Pokemon. But <laughs> yes. Uh, but okay, so we were we were hinting at this at our No Mercy um, review, but. 
Okay, if the plan was for, for this to continue, like always, why the fuck do you have Finn beat him in the second match? If this if this feud's going to continue, like, Bray has to win for these to have any kind of stakes. Just having a kid creep Finn out, like, he's a fucking demon. Why does he give a shit if a kid is all like, you got the whole world is, like, come on, this is so fucking stupid. How, how, who's making the decisions here? You're welcome. Yeah, I'm not sure they know how to present the demon, man. That seems to be the biggest issue going right now. No, I think they did the demon well. I think they have no idea what to do with Bray Wyatt, just like they have no idea what to do with Bo Dallas, and they had no idea what to do with their dad, the IRS. Well, okay, what, I think my biggest issue with this is... This could work. The whole Bray trying to like brainwash well, the what demon would or the whatever. But like, what would the match be? We already had man versus man, eater of worlds versus demons. What's next? The coal miner versus the biker? Like, come I, I on. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just um, I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> so I mean, Jess, what do you think? At this man? point, I'm down with anything that's different. <laughs> I mean, did you have any comments on uh, on, on? Yeah, no, man, I'm down for this uh, coal miner. Maniac, <laughs> 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 maniac, let's do this. The only re- the only thing that Bray Wyatt has ever done right was Bray Wyatt as a child in WWE camp, camp WWE. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> With his trouser mice, <laughs> that was the only that was the only saving grace for his character. Besides, uh, I, I was gonna say I liked his initial feuds with the uh, with the Shield with Roman. I liked him when he was part of the family because it gave an excuse for him losing because it would be somebody in the family got pinned, not him. Yes. But without I, somebody there to eat the losses, he's just a nonstop like fucking fail machine. So, okay, so I'm I not, know I'm he's not, the anti Oscar. I'm not gonna take. <laughs> I'm not gonna take the credit for this. I don't know where. I forget exactly where I read this theory, or I might have I think, heard it on a podcast. I think. I think his losing streak is worse than the one guy who claims he has the, the losing Kurt streak. Hawkins one. Um, yeah. So okay, I am. A full stop. I am not taking credit for this. I'm just uh, some. I heard this somewhere else, so it, it gave it. It gave me the nugget for for this. It got the wheels turning. So all right, what do you get? So is because Braun keeps losing. Isn't this a perfect time to get the family back together? Isn't this time for him to use his voodoo magic to brainwash some people? And who is who is the best candidate to get brainwashed? Who is super? uh angry and agitated uh over the whole world right now the two former wyatts over on smackdown who don't do anything well let's let's assume or jason jordan really let's assume that well that would actually be awesome Uh, that That would would not be awesome that would be because he doesn't have a beard (laughs) <laughs> that is a prereq no, he, he of can, being in the Wyatt no, family. He, he, you know what I would like to see? Um, that Xavier Woods, like high society, he, like he could go to like dinner functions and stuff. Like Bray can't show up to a <laughs> dinner function, but Jason no. Jordan can. He can be the mole. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to see Xavier Woods, um, Wyatt thing, kind of <laughs> with a fake resurrected. Beard. But now I want to see Xavier just have like a clip-on beard he puts on when he's up under mind control well, and take what, it off. What I was getting at though is. Why don't they give 
why don't they have Braun Strowman? Like, if Braun Strowman isn't going to be fighting for the belt... Strowman, Strowman's the face of the company right now, man. Uh, Let's not mix words. I'm saying, <laughs> He's the would, main reason anybody's turning in. That would definitely make Bray credible if he got if he got Braun on his side again. But anyway, I'm not going to digress. I just, I just saw that somewhere, and I thought it was interesting. You know what we should do? It kind of made sense, because Braun doesn't really have anything to do now. You know what they should do? They should take that team, that three team, that three person team, two guys and a girl from NXT. That's like steampunk emo, slit my wrist. As They're I pretty bad though, life. man. I mean, no offense to them directly, so but they the are Wyatt not main. They're not main talent yet. Yeah, I think I think they would go great with Bray Wyatt because everyone who goes with Bray Wyatt sucks. They can't. <laughs> they have no character development. Wow. All we do is we throw them in with the bearded, the bearded wonder. I, I, I and we feel okay. You all, time out. I feel like I got to give this disclaimer every show, but I might have to start adding it to the actual description. <laughs> but once again, our champ, our unfortunate champion, our out of touch champion, does not uh, does not speak for all of the members of Kayfabe is not dead, and he is not the uh, the official opinion of this podcast. Well, yes, since you've already I given am. that opinion, man, I want to see Jericho come back as a huge Trump supporter oh and the walls God. of Jericho be like a <laughs> metaphor. Oh Did you God. see the guy in the MMA fight win with the walls of Jericho? I, I that <laughs> yeah, there. that's that's fantastic. Oh, my Kayfabe. Kayfabe lives on. Yeah, it does. Even in the US. The best thing was the guy videotaping is like, it's the walls of Jericho. <laughs> and then the guy taps immediately. Yeah. Dude, I mean, if if you're doing that for real, your spine and your legs are going to get screwed up. Yeah. I mean, you're the doctor. What would that do to your, specifically your vertebrae? It will compre- it would break the <laughs> spinous processes of your vertebrae. Yeah. It you're would, not, it, your back is not designed to do that. Yeah, it's now, not I'm not a doctor, to, but that sounds pretty intense. You're literally <laughs> torquing your vertebrae the wrong way. You're not even torquing it. You're compressing the little pieces of bone that stick out of your back. So kids, and you're just snapping so, them. So, so Doctor Dapper, you're stating that kids should not do the walls of Jericho to their friends. No, they should not, unless they hate their friends <laughs> and want to potentially paralyze them. Moving yes. on. Yes. So then, if you want to make your friend a quadriplegic, walls of Jericho it up. <laughs> so then we get the actual end of the show, which was, I think, what a lot of us were waiting for. And if, yes. you, if you didn't watch No Mercy or, or you didn't see uh, or, or listen to our review show, you wouldn't know that Enzo somehow dastardly beat the king, the rightful king of the cruiserweights, Neville, with a low blow to beat Neville and become the new cruiserweight champion. And, like, I think this was honestly the best storyline going into Monday. Uh, you know, that's not saying too much, but, you know, Nen... Nen- Say what you will about Neville as far as, you know, whether you, like, like him or hate him. You know, I, I love him, even if he's a heel. Uh, but, you know, I think everybody can say he is legitimately the best technical wrestler in that division. So it's pretty crazy. He's that the Enzo, best heel in the 205 division. I, well, he's the only heel that's worthwhile <laughs> in the 205 so, division. So... Enzo and they actually uh, we we go into it a little more in depth in the in the No Mercy review, but they WWE was actually able to pull 
the, and we find out more in this episode that uh, the 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 patented double turn Neville actually goes face against a heel Enzo. And if you told me this back in January or February of this year, while Enzo and Big Cass are about looking like they're about to get pushed to become uh, tag team champions, that not only do they break up, but Enzo goes over Neville for the fucking Cruiserweight Championship, I would have slapped you and told you to get the fuck out of my face. Uh, As a heel... (laughs) Put the caveat as a heel. Yeah, as a heel. Uh, so immediately, just because every heel that has a, t- a championship belt now is a chicken shit, Enzo immediately goes to Kurt Angle and asks at the be- at towards the beginning of the show for a uh, like a no harm clause, like a no touch clause, like unless you're in a sanctioned match with me, if you touch me, if you if you shake my hand, if <laughs> You will lose, you will forfeit your any chance of wrestling me specifically for the championship. I.e., he means this against Neville, because of course Enzo Neville's beat him. Gonna with, beat his ass. Yeah, Neville beat him with a low blow. So not only did he hit him in the nuts, but he beat he he beat him with that dastardly tactic. So of course Neville's gonna be just itching to get revenge. For reasons unknown, Kurt decides to go with this. Uh, he's like, okay, sure, that sounds correct. Uh, and then Enzo... Yeah, man, that's the thing. It's common sense. Come on. Yeah, so Enzo, yeah. he comes out to end the show to give a gloating promo about how great Can he I is. just say this about his promo? He was saying what everyone else was saying about 205. Oh, who are you? Oh, what are you? What is your character? Uh, gonna, and why do you suck so bad? I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that dapper. Thank thank oh. you. Uh, anyway, oh, mate, get to the he, point quicker, now, man. We're all thinking it. He's talking about how he's the real star. He calls out all the haters, uh, including Big Cass and all the fans to all the other cruiser rates. Uh, and, but then uh, Neville comes out and he calls uh, Enzo toxic. And that he's only invading 205 because no one else wants him. Enzo tells yeah. Neville not to touch him or else he's going to lose a shot at the title. And uh, and the rest of the locker room comes out as well. And Enzo kind of goes like through the line and he, he calls uh, like uh, um, not Cedric Alexander. Uh, was it Rich Swan? He said like he has no charisma. Uh, yeah, no just, charisma. Yeah, he just goes through like the whole line. Basically, he literally just goes down the line, pissing everybody off. So eventually, and Neville's in the but ring. What he said was it wrong? No, was he was right. He, and, uh, he was a hundred percent accurate, like CJ used to say in the beginning of our podcast. God forbid right. the heels tell us the truth. <laughs> yeah, well, we need to get a, a running counter on how many times I tip, I point that out because. Once again, on this episode of Heels t- Telling the Truth, uh, technically <laughs> Enzo is correct. Uh, my favorite, can I just say my favorite comment that Enzo said? And if, I will remember this forever now. If you take all of 205's merch, it doesn't even cast a shadow to what Enzo has sold. That's and, true. <laughs> and I bet you that's 100% accurate. Oh, by the He's way, he's like, some... how many shirts have you sold, Swan? We, we exactly. 
We might be mixing up some of the insults, by the way. I think Enzo did save some of these for a 205 Live. But anyway, at the end, Neville uh, Neville gets in the ring and gets in Enzo's face. And it looks like he's about to strike him. But then Enzo reaches in his pocket and literally pulls out the piece of paper that says, "Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh, you lay a finger on me. No title, no precious for you. And we all know that Neville... That is. I love the Hobbit comments. Neville, by the way. yeah, Neville is literally he he does the same thing Ko does, and I love it when they do this. They are literally obsessed with the title, and they want they will do nothing. Uh, they will stop at nothing to get it or get it back. Especially, it's like a drug for them. Like, yes. uh, this is K.O. does the same guys. whole, like, precious thing. Like, he, he'll yell out during the match, like, this is why I'm the champ, and, like, all that. Dev- Neville, I don't think, yells as much as K.O., but anyway, it's the same kind of thing. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't going to be surprising to me if Neville actually stopped, and, like, they actually played this out. But, oh, no, they did not wait. Neville goes ballistic and just absolutely destroys it. Now, can I say something? Interrupt one quick. Can we? Well, do do you guys want to save for the rest of what happens for when we get into two hundred five? Do you want to talk about two hundred five right now? Yes, we can. I didn't watch. Yeah, it, let's move into two hundred five. Okay, I didn't watch it. So, but I just want to say real quick: when Neville attacks, I thought this was a perfect opportunity to now strip Neville of his chance for a rematch. Have Enzo just go and belittle. Each wrestler for 205, one by one, and allow 205 to develop characters for each one of these people. And now you can go on to what happened, because this is how they completely just shat on what my thought process was. Well, I actually kind of, they actually kind of go with what you're saying, so... Until they all attack him. (laughs) Well, I think this is going to lead to something, so... So... That's exactly what happened. So you think it would lead to something? So, so well, because we don't know what the future. Court of the night. Yeah. Well, we can't trust. WWE. You know what it? They, you know we what it led to? Just talking about it earlier. They literally just dropped storylines out of nowhere, aka the R Truth Gold Dust feud. So who knows? You what know what it led to? to? You know what it led to? It led to a month free of title defenses for Enzo. Yeah. Literally a get out of jail free card well, let, to where let, he does let, not let, have to defend me, it next month. Let, let me actually explain what happened and then we can go we can theory craft as to what will play out. So for reasons unknown, I guess just to hype up and make it more mysterious, um Raw ended with Neville beating the shit out of Enzo and that was it. Well, apparently, and this was, I guess, available on WWE.com or YouTube, um, but the rest of the division hit their went down to the ring after Neville started it, and they all hit their finishers on Enzo as well. So they Enzo all, literally died when he was yeah. sitting in the corner and got a knee to the face. Yeah, he died. So. So essentially, what Dapper is saying is correct. The entire division, because that no touch clause was technically only for that Monday night, uh, and so every single wrestler violated that clause. So in theory, nobody can have a title shot indefinitely until somebody else beats Enzo or Enzo's strip of the belt or he gets injured or Kurt Angle's finally tired of his shit and fires him or whatever. So that's where we're at to start 205. So 
uh, Enzo comes out and he's like even more fucked up than he was from No Mercy. He literally has a crutch. He's wrapped up in bandages, uh, and he's like he he takes like he takes as long as Undertaker takes to get to the. To get to the ring, he doesn't even do his old, you know, uh, his whole uh, opening promo, entrance promo uh, spiel because he can't dance around like he normally does. Uh, so uh, he says that everyone's going to have to deal with him being champ since the entire roster beat him up on Raw uh, after it went off air. Uh, he calls everybody out, but especially Cedric Alexander, saying he hides his charisma. <laughs> and also that uh, he calls out the, the Hobbit elf former king known as Neville. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he's putting eyeballs on 205. Yes. Uh, and that's the whole reason why he's, he's here. And, you know, and he even said that in his promo. Yeah. Uh, so the crowd, my favorite part, the crowd starts chanting, you deserve it. Implying he deserved the beatdown because he sucks. And no, he deserved yeah, the they title. They were implying that no, he deserved the title. No, that is definitely not what they were hinting at. I watched 205. They, they, I no, didn't they, watch 205, and that's how I Nobody should it. ever watch they, 205. They started chanting as he was describing the beatdown. That's when they started chanting. So Enzo flips it and says, thank you, I do deserve this championship. So you guys are correct. That's what he flips it as, but that's not how the chant started. I definitely want to make that clear. Uh, so that's hey, his, he has that's more titles than Big Cass does. That's true. <laughs> so so then we get what happened to Big Cass, by the way, man? Have you not seen him? He tore his ACL. Jeez. Uh, fighting uh, Enzo. <laughs> fighting Enzo. So, Enzo took out the big man. So then we'll get to the rest of the cards. So that was the, that was the opening. That was the opening promo of of the. Uh, of the show. So then Akira, Akira Tozawa defeats uh, Tony Nese via the top rope senton. It was a pretty standard match. But Drew Gulag uh, is giving commentary. And he's talking about how he doesn't like Akira Tozawa's uh, chanting. And if for those not following 205 Live, uh, Drew is kind of like the stickler for the rules. Like, he's running for, like, mayor of 205 Live. His whole campaign is how he can make 205 great, uh, you know, great again. again. Kind of. Like, that's like he's always wearing I'm a suit. 205 was ever good. And he's always, <laughs> hey, I resent that. It uh, was when and, they had the tournament. And they're, uh, and, like, he gives, he gives these PowerPoint presentations on how, like, you shouldn't cheer or you shouldn't chant. Or, you know, you should, like, shake the ref's hands. He's all about, like, you know, sportsmanship and, like, being oh, very... Oh, Gallagher? Very... Or Gallahan? Very, uh... Yep. Well, no, Gal Gallagher is a heel now. Uh, what? Yeah. So he's, like, all... He's all about that. So he's actually giving a... He's a bot he, villain? He's... he's a, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, so he is um, giving commentary, and he's talking about how, like, Tazawa's chants are ruining... 205 live and it's all I believe bullshit. that and then um and then he gives another powerpoint presentation and he lets everybody know what proposal number seven is out of a total of 257 oh taking a taking a page out of jericho's yep. book uh the the thousand holds uh yes so uh proposal number <laughs> wrist seven lock. Top <laughs> <laughs> Proposal number seven is no celebrating. 
So if you if you should not celebrate after you win a win a, a match or a belt, you should just you know acknowledge the ref and leave. So I fucking love this gimmick. I think it's hilarious, especially because he's definitely like he's not he's not corpsing. He's definitely full fully serious about this. Um, and then uh, Aria Davari then um, uh, sucks up to to uh, Enzo. As he's trying to get on, and he's like, "Oh man, well, you know, I kind of, you know, I was, I was afflicted by mob mentality. I got, I got suckered in by peer pressure. I didn't, I didn't really mean those things when I, when I participated in the awful attack. I didn't really it. mean the so, knee right in the temple. Yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to get a, a well put, Tony. He's up. trying to get a championship match out of this, very similar to like a reverse Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, just trying to like, you know, get on on the heels good side kind of deal." Um, so then we get a continuation of the TJP and Rich Swan feud. Um, TJP like ripped out, a uh, a piece of Rich's hair and it's, I, I it's nuts. I don't, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, so finally, that's what I say about two five in general. Finally, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't mean that as a, uh, um, I'm not condemning TJP and Rich Swan. It's just it it's just the whole hair thing's really weird. Like TJP's using it like a mustache and shit. So anyway, um, I like Rich Swan though. He's cool. He's got good dance. Yeah, he's, he's pretty those. good. Uh, but anyway, he's decent. We get to the he's finale. good enough to be on 205. So then <laughs> we get uh, Neville, the former king of the cruiserweight, shows up and he lets everybody know. That he has not gone crazy. He has not gone mad. He's not gone insane. He knows exactly what he did. And even though he lost a chance to uh, to get the title, that he would do it again and again. The best thing about again. that is, did you see that they've used that now as a meme and a gif for, like, alcoholism? Oh, <laughs> and again! And again! Where they're like, the the thing I saw on Facebook was when your friend gets drunk the night last night but knows exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I know what I did. And I'd do it again. <laughs> and again. Uh, and uh he'll con- he's gonna continue to beat up Enzo until he leaves two oh five live. He's well that'll sen- never happen. <laughs> so he's essentially going to murder Enzo. He's he's gonna pull he's going to literally pull a Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. He's going to, like, burn the guy's house down. He's going to kill his family. He's going to do whatever it takes until Enzo leaves 205. Uh, now, how crazy would it be if Enzo continues to get do-not-touch-me clauses and Neville continues to break them, and this feud literally goes on till WrestleMania? Well, I just convinced myself that Neville should join Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> they he have the beard. beard. He's got the beard. Yeah, he is kind of gobliny, man. Yeah, yeah, goblin eater of worlds. I could see that happening. Like, I could definitely see this as being um, uh, WWE's way of transitioning Neville to the main roster, not as a member of the Bri- and, Wyatt family, and, but just because he he can't fight in 205 anymore because he's beat up the champ. Like, he literally, there's nothing for him to do And it's that. a great way to substitute Neville with Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. 
Just throw Apollo Crews into 205. Yeah. Man, you and Apollo, huh? So, Is this your jam? Yeah. I mean, hey, you suck, you suck. Go to 205. Uh, Neville defeats Arya Davari. Uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that earlier, by the way. Uh, via submission with the Rings of Saturn. Nope, and, sorry, just come up with a better name. And yeah. uh, before uh, of um, uh, <laughs> Arya uh, just, just, is yeah. done tapping, Enzo shows up and attacks Neville with his crutch. He continued to assault him until two officials got the crutch away from him and pushed him to the outside, which just goes to show the strength of Enzo. <laughs> usually it takes <laughs> yeah, an entire Yeah, the refs army. are a strong arm in them. Yeah, usually it takes an entire army of bodyguards to stop an attack by a heel. Enzo yell, yells at the crowd as they boo him, asking why they aren't chanting, you deserve it, at Neville. And that is how they finish the episode. So... That that's the the two hundred five feud. Uh, it's ongoing, obviously, but I thought that was an awesome episode of two hundred five live. A pretty hey, good I think it was. The, I think it was the biggest in attendance of people to stay after uh, SmackDown. Yeah, probably was. No doubt about that. Yep. So, yeah. do you guys uh, want to continue into SmackDown, or do you want to save that for? Let let's let's just get it over with. Let's. I mean, let's go all the way. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay on for another, let's do 20 minutes, and then uh, okay. I'm hopping off. So we're Let's gonna, wrap up how, how shitty it was. We're, we're going to do this. Hey, man. <laughs> we're we're going to do this a little differently. All I can tell you is Kevin Owens looked like he had a shitty time. Yeah, we're, we're going to do this. <laughs> That's why he went to Disney. <laughs> All right, can I speak now? Yes, you can sure. speak. Uh, the so, champion says you can speak. So, I'm not Kevin Owens at Disney World. <laughs> So um, I, I will mention, like, the matches, but I'm mainly going to uh, go at, through this as the card to Hell in the Cell. So I'm not necessarily going to follow how SmackDown played out uh, as, as usual. So first we'll, we'll start out with the Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon uh, Hell in the Cell match, which has been... The only thing I'm looking forward to. So... So, um, Sami Zayn actually tries to talk some sense into KO. Um, he's, uh, you know, how KO's become, like, he's literally kind of like how what Nev what's happened to Neville. He's become incensed. He's become crazy. He's become over, Smeagol. Uh, oh, <laughs> Gollum? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, over this belt. Like, he's just, he's lost his mind. And, and how he has to remember that he has, like, you know, he has to worry about his career and his family, and, you know, he, he he shouldn't let this get to him. You know, he's putting his career in jeopardy, and Sammy's being very sincere and very earnest, and he's trying to help his friend, even though, the, you know, they, he, you know they're he fighting forever. They're not, they're, they're not friends anymore, but he's still, like, you know, he just shows how good of a guy Sammy is, that he still at least cares for his career. I mean, Sammy just kind of comes off as just very generic. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, you know I'm not a fan of Sammy, man, but I mean, even I gotta admit, he's become a non-entity. Uh, well, let, let me actually uh, fin finish what the opening was. So, uh, KO doesn't really give a shit, and we have a match. <laughs> so, yeah, KO's like, uh, you know, I'll do it again, and again. <laughs> mm. uh, so, Zayn then gets destroyed uh, as the main event of uh, SmackDown. 
And as Ko is about to decapitate him with a chair, he puts a chair around him like a noose. And like I don't know if he's about to like slam him or like throw him into the the, the um throw him into the into post, the post snap yeah. his neck like snap yeah, his he, neck he, like he the ginger he is terrible. But then Shane O'Mac comes out to save the day, but he while can't... running into the chair. Yeah, so yeah. Ko <laughs> uses Sammy as like a human shield kind of thing and just pushes Sammy towards. Uh, Shane, Sh- as Shane is Shane saw his opportunity the... to eliminate a problem. As Shane is sprinting down the ramp, and the ramp is not like parallel, like it's obviously downward facing, so he's catching extra A momentum. decline? Is that the word you're looking for, champ? Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so as he's Oops. running down the decline, he's obviously mm-hmm. accelerating, so Sammy gets pushed with the chair around his uh, neck, and and it appears that uh, Shane O'Mac catches a part of the chair in the face. Now, I haven't really slowed it down and watched it too much to see if, like, it was a Cesaro situation and he has to get, like, you know, his teeth looked at or whatever, but it does look like he got hit. And I don't know, like, how badly this hit, but Shane immediately goes down and KO just, you know, does a serial killer death stare. And, uh... Yeah, so I'm excited for this match. I hope KO does kill Shane O'Mac in this match because that's what should happen. Um, I'm excited for it as long as Shane does not find the Shane O'Mac nonstop since I met you, but every time you actually watch a match of his, you're like, man, he's actually pretty good. Well, a, you were completely pissed off that he was fighting Styles at Mania, and then that turned out to be Styles, one of your favorite matches. What? Okay, I think what I will say is what I think a lot of other people think. It's not that um, it's not that Shane can't tell good stories, but he's not... It's the people he's in the match with tell it better. Well, and also, he's not a wrestler. He's not in... Like, yes, he's trained, but he is not, like... He is not of the athletic prowess of a regular wrestler is. Yes, no, he's as trained as Roman Reigns. He can he can take bumps and he can like do crazy high spots, but as far as like being able to perform technical maneuvers and like having legitimate finishes and like you know doing like crazy reversals and stuff, that's not in Shane's repertoire. And because that is just a uh, a limit to his uh pro- like he's not Daniel Bryan, he's not Kane, he's not. Mick Foley, he's not a former wrestler that is just so happens to be the GM now. He's never been a wrestler, and I've always had a problem with him besides the one or two kind of matches he has per year. But when I, my problem with it being AJ Styles is AJ Styles is legit the t- one of the top three best wrestlers, not only in WWE, but in the fucking world. And the fact that that was his, not that they couldn't feud, but the fact that that was his WrestleMania match where he should be fighting for the the world title was what super pissed me off. Was I happy with the actual match that we got? Yes. Was I surprised at the caliber of the match? Yes. But uh, how many bad matches has AJ Styles had, period? He could wrestle with an inanimate a- object. 
Hell, make it a fucking sex doll, and it would still probably hey, be about three. Hey, 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 hey. That was Kenny Omega. And it would still, and it would still probably be a three-star match. So you know what? <laughs> Only three? I don't think it's that uh, that crazy credit Sound, I'm sure, to man. give to to give to. All right, CJ, I let you I let you run your mouth long but, enough. I well, totally well, disagree with you on this, what, but let's move on. What I just want, well, I I want to talk about the the Hell in the Cell potential. I just don't want. Shane to jump off the hell in the cell. No, he has to jump there, off it not there once. There has to be a spot. Not twice, but five times. <laughs> so he has uh, to take five bumps off it into this, a chainsaw. Well, I wanted to comment on the actual match. <laughs> He's constantly topping himself, man. He's got to do it. I wanted to comment on the match before uh, the actual SmackDown, the Sammy and KO match. Before we get too much into the uh, the hell in the cell part of it. So the uh, the match was great. I know it's become a meme, but it is, It is. I mean, I think you guys agree with me that Sammy and KO could fight forever. I mean, they have such great chemistry. Every single yeah. match they have is Sammy is and great. KO is just like Goku and Vegeta. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, pretty much. Um, except Goku and Vegeta are both really good fighters. <laughs> Kevin Owens. Yeah, but Sammy Zayn will thing. always be the Vegeta of the WWE. No. What? Vegeta's I can't the, give you that one. Yeah, Vegeta's the anti-hero asshole. No, Goku's but he's the... always second string uh, to Goku. Yeah. Somebody's uh, well, not been keeping up on Super. Uh, so That doesn't count. <laughs> uh, I hope, though, that A, this is the sign that we're potentially getting another Sammy KO feud, because, I mean, even if it happens a million times, unlike the Dean Ambrose Miz feud uh feuds that have happened uh, even without a belt ko and sammy you know their feuds will always be great and i also help uh, or i also hope that this is the beginning of a sammy push of some kind just because he was involved in the main event maybe 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 sammy becomes the guest referee for the hell in the cell match or something crazy like that uh but uh what do you guys think it, about the build the match and what we're potentially going to get at Hell in a Cell between Shane O'Mac and KO. I think, I think the they, know they don't is... have an... oh, oh, one at a time. I'll, I'll let go Jess ahead. go first. I'll, I'll cut off. I, I think um, I think they know not too many people were hyped for this match, so they've done a phenomenal job building for it. I mean, between every week, it just seems to up itself. Like, I, I don't even know where to start with it between how a whole match setup came about to McMahon well, yeah, walking like, in there yeah, getting the McMahon, bloody forehead yeah. to, I, I mean, this has been a nonstop just escalation of perfection in my opinion. Well, okay. So obviously we're going to get some high not, spots, not, not a single misstep. It's, it's been phenomenal. Well, I'm very much excited for this match and I'm just disappointed. You guys aren't. Well, I am very excited for this match. It's the only reason why I'm going to watch Hell in the Cell because I have no idea what the other matches are because they don't promote them at all. Uh, come well, on, I, man! If you think for thirty seconds, you don't, you know, gender's showing up somewhere. <laughs> oh my God, he's I will he's go not going to show up because he was racist. I I will go I will go through the rest of the card in a minute, uh, Je, uh, John. Uh, but I think that ultimately, while we will get a pretty fun match and obviously shane's gonna do some crazy spots maybe uh may, maybe ko will like do a, a running power bomb 
uh, and like powerbomb him through the cage or something like that. Uh, but what I what I what I wonder though is, do you honestly do you think like Daniel Bryan or Shane goes backstage in the locker room and is like, hey guys, just want to let you know, I'm Shane McMahon, the the general manager or whatever whatever he is of SmackDown, and I feel bad that I have to come out of lack of a better term retirement to put on a match because you guys can't hold it yourself. No, I don't I don't I don't think that's what he does. I think this I is, think he should. I, I, think because, I think that's word for word what he tells them every time he goes back there. <laughs> I think he should because this is honestly his match with KO is the only reason why I'm watching it. This, because this, it's well, the only one they've this, been promoting. This only ends though with KO destroying Shane though, right? Yes. And and see, but oh, it's going to be the best match of the night. Well, what? Ha- okay, so let let's say KO does win. He does destroy Shane. What does KO do next? Does he go back to feuding with AJ? Does he go after Jinder? I'm he hoping Night of Champions comes around and he goes to uh, Raw. See, he better I mean, go back to AJ. I mean, we'll talk about this when we get a little bit closer to our. Uh, or drop uh, down to 205. <laughs> uh, let's, I, I hope we can talk about this uh, when we when we get close to the hell in the cell. But what I would what I would theory craft is we get uh, Shinsuke versus KO. That would be amazing, but it will never happen because we're stuck on this damn gender thing. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to that. So the next, so I I my my end goal though is I hope Sammy gets involved one way or another. I mean, he Sammy, will. He'll, he'll be in the crowd somewhere in a <laughs> wheelchair. He deserves it. He deserves it. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are full of it. So then we get the New Day versus the Usos, which I believe will also be in a cell. For some reason, some of these pay per view matches, even though it's called Hell in the Cell, some of them are not going to be in the cell. But I believe the nope, tag there will be cage matches, but there's only one Hell in a Cell. No, no, no. The tag team match will be in the, in the cell. But it's in a cage match. And it's in a cell. Yes, but is it in the hell in the cell, which is the big cage? Yes. What is he not getting about well, this? Yes, it's in the cage. There's only okay. one cage. <laughs> There's multiple cages, CJ. What? Next what? thing you know, he's going to be telling us we need to bring back Starcade pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> they which, should. Which is actually they should bring. They should bring back the war games while they're at it. Well, Starcade is actually happening, but we, yeah, Starcade's actually happening. Uh, that was the joke. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> really? So, yeah. So New Day versus the Usos. The hype, that's awesome. So the hype brothers try to screw get... you, Roadblock, Fast Lane. <laughs> We're going Starcade. All right. So anyway, focus, Daph. We need to get this done. Hype bros try to get hyped over the Usos, uh, but. More cracks are starting to show in in the Hype Bros tag team partnership. Uh, is this once again going to be another breakup? Uh, yes, but, yes. Uh, the With Usos, a heel turn of Zack Ryder, the Usos get the win and then confront the New Day who are watching, not as announcers, not at the announcers table, uh, commenting on the match, but in front in the front row with the rest of the crowd. They cut a promo back at the Usos with a mic that was hidden in the popcorn as we lead up to Hell in the Cell. Uh, these teams have been going back and forth for a while, and they've put on—they've definitely put on some showstoppers and some uh, some match some match of the night steals in the in the pay per views that they've been in. 
So yep. I definitely, they're the saving grace of the pay-per-view. I can't wait to see how they and their high-flying act uh, incorporates the cell into this. But, um, yeah, what would you guys think of the match with the Hype Brothers and with this upcoming uh, Hell in the Cell tag team title match? I feel bad that the Hype Brothers have turned into jobbers again. You ain't hype, bro? You ain't hype? They're not hype. <laughs> they need to just have them break up, Zack Ryder turn heel, destroy Mojo Riley, and bring back the Intercontinent, the uh, Internet Championship. Well, what I what I don't get is, why don't they just have multiple tag team feuds? Why can't the Hype Brothers be feuding with, oh, gee, I don't know, the uh, the fashion police like what the fuck where have they been because that would make too much sense did we ever find out who attacked the fashion police no. or was that another drop storyline it was the golden truth <laughs> it, was, it was never confirmed who it is i still think uh obviously it's i think it was our truth they're, they're saving it in their back pocket for when they want to like bring somebody up from nxt or have a new tag team show up or whatever but I always liked the idea that it was either the Authors of Pain or uh, Luke Harper and um, uh, Eric Rowan, even though that didn't really make sense for the timing because they were fighting each other and feuding. Um, but anyway, I think it would be great as R-Truth. He has a criminal record from his past, <laughs> and now he's attacking the fashion police. With, with the what build- if it was Mark Henry? <laughs> <laughs> with the build-up to this specific tag feud, though, um, do you think uh, New Day are going to keep the belts? Like, what do, what do you guys think so far? If, if you had to... If, I, if you had to I actually, now, now, now I think I have the perfect booking. Uh, do What's you want to elaborate? Nah, it's too good for the podcast. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have Mark uh, Henry and Apollo to our, Cruz to our as viewers, a team. <laughs> to our viewers, the K Fabers, that means Jess has no idea what the booking is. No, I just said it. What? <laughs> you closed your fucking mouth and listen. Nothing comes out of your mouth is worth anything. I said we bring back the sexual chocolate gimmick for Mark Henry. <laughs> they can't. This is the PG era. <laughs> Well, we play it ambiguous because he's been taking advantage of the fashion police by knocking them out <laughs> and dragging them off. This big piece of sexual chocolate. Okay, all right. With, with that segue, we're going to move on. To, that's why to gender, That's why the horse's head exploded. To Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke for the WWE Championship. That's obviously going to be a part of Hell in the Cell, though I don't think this is technically taking place in the cell. Uh, Jinder does another terrible promo. You know Nakamura. why it's not taking place in the cell? Because the great Kali can't climb. <laughs> and he has no way of entering the cell. So Nakamura comes out to his full entrance after uh, after Jinder gives a uh, another terrible semi-racist promo against against Nakamura. Uh, you, mean you, you mean you don't like Jinder Maha's promo? Yeah. And uh, and he lands some blows on Jinder and the Singh brothers, including a Kinshasa. Uh, WWE though, this has is definitely the worst feud going right now. And I don't know if it's mainly because of the writing or uh, you know, like is it? All right, guys, I gotta dip out. Language. Barrier? I think it's. I think it's the writing. Do you have any closing thoughts, Jess, before you dip out? 
I'm super hyped for the main event. I think it's going to be the best pay-per-view of the year, and I have no idea why you two are so down on it. Peace. Oh, my God. Uh, <sighs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know if it's, like, the, the, the whole Ginger can't win without using the Singh brothers, uh, or it's now it's he's racist, or now he's trying to say, oh, well, it's, it's all just comedy, and I'm just bad at it, or whatever. But I think it's he can't win without the Singh brothers. They've proven that. But time well, and time I, again. Well, it, I think it's all of them. But Gender's run with the 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 belt has definitely not been great. Uh, no, been, it has been, been horrible. And uh, it's been horrible. And they need to end it now. They needed well, to end it three months ago. I see potential with Gender though because he is he is all right in the ring. He has a great look, and he he actually has some decent promo potential. He's done some interesting things on Talking Smack when he's not shackled to being the bad foreign guy. Like he he actually did some interesting stuff on Talking Smack, but he I does. Mean, he just sooner... he go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. No, I was gonna say he honestly needs to get rid of the Singh brothers. He's a huge dude. He's bigger than John Cena. He's like six foot seven. Well, I think they do He's that. a monster of a man. Well, I, Just the, let him be a heel they and let him cheat to win. I think they introduced the Singh brothers for a couple different factors. A, it gives... Um, it gives... Uh, gives you reason to hate him. Well, it gives Ginger more, re- more ways to victory as far as a writing standpoint. It gives you more options. Also... It, it factors in the uh, the India stuff and the Maharaja stuff and, and all of the Indian theme stuff a little bit more. And then also, um, the Singh brothers, not only do they function as like acting like a distraction, like the Miztourage or and stuff like that, but it also kind of takes, it, it, it hides a little bit of, of gender's uh, uh, lack of prowess in the ring when compared to a lot of the other upper tier guys specifically on SmackDown, the more technical people. So, like, they, uh, the writers can hide behind uh, one of the Singh brothers taking a crazy a crazy spot uh, from Randy Orton instead of having Orton take that spot when maybe Orton, or I'm sorry, uh, instead of Ginger taking that spot. Because maybe Ginger can't take that spot as well for whatever reason. You know, I, I'm but I'm they just, don't even I'm have to do those spots. Like they don't even have to have well, gender get thrown but, off the Punjabi prison. But they the just Singh brothers can take those spots though, and that adds extra flair to their matches. It does, but they just need gender can wrestle. He can fight. He can actually make it look believable. Just let him do it. Well, I don't. I for some reason WWE thinks. They can't. It's a lot like if, if for the football fans out there, it's it may maybe it's this is probably not a a great analogy, but I'm going with it anyway. It's a lot like Sean Payton for the New Orleans Saints and their usage of Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is a uh, a good potentially great running back, but for some reason in their in the New Orleans system, their offensive system and their coach. Will never give Mark Ingram the actual opportunity to be the lead back. He's always the lead back as far as he'll get 15 touches compared to the second guy getting 13, and that's kind of what's happening with gender. You know, they won't WWE will not take they they won't take 
they won't stop holding his hand. Uh, and I mean, they're doing the same thing except babyface with Nakamura, and they're not letting Nakamura do his own thing. They call him the artist. They call him the king of strong style. They called him. They call him weird and different, and even allow Gender to give promos specifically pointing those things out in a racist manner. I will uh, throw that out there. But they yeah. won't even. Uh, they won't even take the shackles off of Nakamura either, because he can't really give. Uh, long promos or anything like that. And also, why is he keeping his uh, his mouthpiece in while he's giving promos? That makes it even harder to understand him. But anyway, the sooner Nakamura wins, the better. But at this rate... That's what I'm knows, thinking. I hope they do, but I know they won't. Though. Yeah, who knows? This is going to be... Uh, this potentially has a Brock Lesnar situation because they still haven't gone through India yet. Uh, supposedly that's happening, I think, in October or November. But, you know, unless they're going to do a whole 50-50 booking where Nakamura and Nakamura wins, but then loses it, and then he wins, and then he loses it. But I think it would be a perfect time, like I was saying earlier, have, have KO beat Shane, have... Uh, Nakamura, like, kayfabe injure uh, Ginger. Like, he kinshasas him and, like, breaks his orbital bone or something like that. And 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 then KO and Nakamura get into a feud. And that yep, and then have Ginger come back later and, he feuds and win with it AJ, back. And he feuds with AJ for the United States title. And then we get AJ versus Shinsuke, which is what it should be at WrestleMania. But, yes. But anyway, uh, any any closing comments on the gender Shinsuke stuff? I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think that gender should lose the belt because it will make, even though they're like, oh, we're going to look at this very like elementary and be like, if we don't have an Indian as the champion, India won't accept us. No, I think they will accept you more if you have the Indian wrestler running for the title, trying to get it, building up him as kind of not a baby face keep him as a heel but let him work for it a little bit right now it just makes for everyone who doesn't understand it just makes india look cheap and weak and that they can't even hold up on their own they have to we're a billion people strong and the only way we can win is with a billion people like let gender fight and do his own thing and i think that'll it'll honestly be the weakest match of the night because every SmackDown pay-per-view since Ginger's had the belt, the main event has destroyed the pay-per-view. I think Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon is going to be the highlight of the night. And I think the tag team is going to be right next to it, followed by the women's match. Everything else is going to be shit. Okay. Well, That's moving, what I think. moving on, we have the women's match, which would be Natalia versus Charlotte. So the buildup for that was uh, for SmackDown, Charlotte beat Carmella after a good match. And Natalia, though, comes out and says she's so happy that Ric Flair, who's been sick and was, uh, he was actually in really bad shape for a while. Uh, that, he had liver failure, I believe. Yeah, so Rick, and I think the doctor can let us all know that that is not good for you. No, but neither's drinking 24-7. So Natalia is so happy that Rick is still alive so that he can watch when Charlotte loses in Hell in the Cell. So that yes. was a great heel line. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this. I'm not a big Natalia fan. I don't really like her moveset. 
Like, it just, it leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. Like, she does everything fine. Like, she's, like, perfectly average. She has a great lineage with the Hart uh, family and the Hart Foundation. But besides doing the, the, um, uh, the sharpshooter, uh... I, I mean, what else does she really do? Oh, I'm sorry, the figure the four? Discus, is it the, the discus sh- clothesline. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being such an idiot right now, but is it the sharpshooter or... It's the sharpshooter. It is the sharpshooter, okay. Yeah. For some... It's the... Okay, so are we going to get a, a dueling... Same move, Are, are they going to have a dueling, like, sharpshooter versus uh, figure four? They've done this. They've done this before. Like, this was like a three-match playoff for NXT... For, like, the NXT women's title... And then they did this. This is how Natalia. Um, this is how Natalia got uh, beat Charlotte the first time as a heel. Like this match has been done over and over again. The only thing is when Natalia is a heel, she doesn't fall for naive tactics like most baby faces do. And I think that this is going to be a great match. Because I bet you Ric Flair will be there, and Natalia's going to do something just like Jinder Mahal slapped Randy Orton's dad. Natalia's going to do something to Ric Flair and go over strong, as a heel should. Awesome. Uh, Do you think this is going to be a uh, Hell in the Cell? I hope so, because I think they would pull off a better Hell in the Cell, because they're both big, strong women than destroying Sasha Banks in the Hell in the Cell like they did. Okay, cool. Uh, I I don't think it will be, but I think all the matches should be in the Cell just because. But then we got AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin for the U.S. title. In SmackDown, Ty Dillinger actually got mixed into this feud by having a match against Corbin. AJ Styles comes out to give commentary uh, it was a decent ma- match until Corbin throws Dillinger into AJ. Um, Dillinger then uh, gets counted out, ironically, uh, to a perfect 10. Uh, AJ gives chase to Corbin, but he bails and laps up the ramp and grabs a mic uh, and announces that he's going to take the belt from AJ uh, with no shortcuts. Um I hope he does. Can't they have AJ feud with anybody else, man? There's so many there's no. so many good wrestlers, man. Have him feud with Sammy! Why can't we get <laughs> AJ and Sammy? Because <laughs> it would be too good, CJ. It would be too good. This is why we can't have nice things. I mean, everybody we can't. knows. I'm, I mean, I think Corbin leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, he's... One he of does. The, he's literally the definition of mediocre at best. He's one of the few heels that they have in the company but i think this would be so much better if it was aj styles versus uh even a dolph ziggler or bobby Roode or Sami Zayn or a randy orton or a face rusev uh you know i agree those... i think anyone could have been better but speaking of bobby Roode and dolph ziggler i think that's going to be an amazing match is that going to be in the, well okay is this is the styles corbin going to be in a cell I don't think it's going to be in a cell, I think, but I think it's going to be the best match that AJ could put on I mean, while carrying Baron Corbin. I mean, we d- I, I did make the proclamation that 
AJ could get a three-star match with a blow-up doll. So I'm And I sure... think he's about to get a three-star match with this blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get uh, the supposed match that's going to be Dolph Ziggler versus Bobby Roode. So Ziggler... I am to... super excited about and, that. You know what? I'm, I like Ziggler. And, I, and, you know, just like a lot of these other guys like a Luke Harper or an Eric Rowan or any of the other guys on Raw that are stuck in mid-card hell, you know, anything that gives Dolph Ziggler, uh, you know, limelight is great. I really wish, you know, his program with Nakamura had so much potential, but just like a lot of this stuff, I don't know really who to blame. I'm sure it's a little bit of everything, but I don't know if it's the writing or Vince or the wrestlers or what, but it just seems like for one reason or another – they can't. They just. They can't pull through with some of these feuds. I don't know if it was a chemistry thing between Ziggler and Nakamura, but after that, Ziggler hasn't really done anything until coming back up with this whole anti kind of with um, the. Um, uh, he's kind of on the Drew Gulak train of like all this flashy stuff is bullshit. I'm giving you five star matches every night, and you guys just boo me and don't give a shit. So I will tell you this much. He's pulling off intros better than the originals do. <laughs> so Ziggler does his best Undertaker. That was action. an amazing Undertaker. And okay, there was two things. One, I was really I don't know if if uh, the broadcast like muted the audio because I know sometimes they'll mute the crowd reactions, but I was shocked the crowd didn't like pop crazy for the gong. Like the gong went off and there were some cheers. But it, it wasn't, like, as crazy loud as I thought it would be. And um, so, so... Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't it, notice it until the end when he actually got into the ring. Because I was in the other room. But when he came out and the gong hit, did he have the DZ on the Jumbotron? Because no, every, no, every intro no, does. No, it's just been the moon. It, it was just the moon and the darkness. It was the... It was the legit Undertaker opening, and it was the legit Undertaker uh, clothing. And the way they showed it, I don't. know It if was. You it was way too big for yeah, him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you if you rewatched it, but when he's walking down the ramp, he has the hat pulled over and his head tilted down, and the camera is shooting at a high angle. So all you really see is the long coat. You don't. You can't. You can tell it's a little over, oversized, but it's not at the angle it's shot at. You can't really tell that much. And then he gets to the stairs, and it finally pans, and you can see, like, his orange skin and, and like, his him laughing. And then, you know, he looks up, and then you can obviously tell it's Ziggler. So I yeah. thought that was amazing. I thought it was hilarious. Um, he keeps complaining that fans are just loving flashing entrances and style over substance. They don't want to give a guy like him who's just a better te- a better wrestler the benefit of the doubt. And then, naturally, the newly promoted Bobby Roode comes out to rebut him. Uh, You know, the guy with the most flashy entrance next to Nakamura uh, (laughs) has beef with that. He calls Dolph a hypocrite and then says that, you know what, if you think I don't got any skills, why don't you fight me? And challenges Ziggler to a match at Hell in a Cell. So I definitely think this has potential to be a match of the night. I Uh, think it will be. It depends on, you know... Is rude more rude more than just a gimmick? Now, if they're going, if they're smart, they're gonna actually let Ziggler win. But Ziggler is suffering just from Bray Wyatt syndrome, where every single feud he's in, he loses, so he's he, he's losing credibility. But 
you know, I wouldn't mind if this was a uh, an ongoing feud. I hope this isn't. Over I wouldn't either. I hope it is. The only thing is, I don't know if they're trying to push, because it seems like every time they bring someone from NXT, they're pushing them as undefeated until a big pay per view. I don't think they should be undefeated. I think they should win their opening match, their their uh, debut, but I don't think they should be undefeated from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that they should. Like you say, promote this match, promote this feud, and let let Dolph Ziggler win and be like, see, he's just a gimmick. And then let Bobby Roode come out full, like, just let him let him come out to, like, his normal gimmick, the glorious walking down. And then the next pay-per-view, let him come out like he did in NXT from the rafters with a beam of light and an entire chorus orchestra. Like singing, he, just, he goes he in goes the background. Even harder into the gimmick. He goes, yes, he goes full out, full gorilla, and then just destroys Dolph Ziggler. Does he and come, be like does, the power of get, the gimmick was glorious? Does he like team up with Charlotte and get like Rick's, uh, Rick's like theme? I don't, I don't think he would. I think that'd be too much for him. I don't think he can handle it. Yeah, right I, now. I, I just, I, I agree with that as well. But it would be an interesting kind of way to to turn the feud is if like he goes even harder into the gimmick he's like man the glorious thing it's like it's got me this far but i need a little bit more aha i need i need i need one of rick flair's coats like he needs just like a little more magic to get him over but uh but yeah i think i think that's definitely the wild card on on uh as far as the hell in the cell matches are concerned uh you know it's gonna be it's I, I don't think there's going to be a middle road with this one. It's either going to be great or it's going to be, it's going to leave. I think it's. I think it's going to be. A, I think if I think if Rude goes over, it's going to leave a bad taste in my mouth, though. Probably. Uh, but he does have that glorious DDT, and he does. We it, here it at is Kayfabe glorious. not. We at Kayfabe is not dead. Fully support the DDT as a finisher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Jake the Snake can do it, anybody can. It's a glorious finisher. Uh, so then for the last match on the card that I am aware of so far, uh, and the last relevant thing that really happened on SmackDown, was uh, the Randy Orton versus Rusev feud. We get the best for last, which is Rusev Day! Happy Rusev Day to you, Dapper! How- it is so ridiculous that first he gets the star from Russia... And now he gets the key of Bulgaria. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, pick a culture and go with it. You're talking to the one and only handsome Rusev. You show some fucking respect, okay? He was getting. I will when his wife does. He was getting the key to his hometown from the mayor of that city. And Aiden English was singing the Bulgarian national anthem uh, for. For everybody to, he was singing it so beautifully and singing it for everybody to hear and take in. And Rusev is just so happy, and he's standing up on the platform. He's just raising his key, and of course, Randy Orton comes out of nowhere to ruin everything. And he hits an RKO on English, and then he hits it on Rusev, and then I'm sad. And this is fucking bullshit. And this is all Randy Orton <laughs> does. And why can't we have? Okay. This is my biggest beef with it. Why can't we have face Rusev? Why can't Rusev accept it? Why does that have to be a heel thing? Why does him getting a key to his city a bad thing? Because him getting the star of Russia was a bad thing. 
And they're pretty much just redoing this Bulgaria whole thing. Bulgaria is not Russia. It is in WWE logic. Oh my god! And and Orton always just acts like an asshole. He's obviously a heel. <laughs> what the fuck? But he's the cool heel. All right. So what my so this is what I was going to end the show on. Is this going to take place in the cell? I think it will. And what is Rusev's chances of victory? Five percent. I mean, logically, yes. But I hope Rusev does. I hope the Bulgarian brute shows up. Not handsome Rusev. The Bulgarian brute. I'm just saying, he he, he could totally go on a, on a babyface run. Like, honestly, honestly, Rusev should be in Jinder Mahal's spot. And, and that would be, like, in the alternate universe where Rusev doesn't get It would have been hurt, so much better. It would be, yeah. A million, all of those matches would have been, like, at least four stars with all of the high yes. quality opponents that Jinder's gotten to face like fuck. But then again, the, I don't know what's up with Orton. Like I know I come off as a hater, but it's just, his matches are just lazy. Like they all end the same way. It's just boring. And even, I think he's bored with uh, it himself. So well, he puts I'm, in a, a mediocre of, I'm, performance. I'm bored of watching him, <laughs> but I, I want Rusev so badly to, to to go over and i know it's not going to happen i'm just setting myself up for for disappointment (laughs) but any any other uh, any other closing comments on um on uh smackdown or this episode as a whole i mean not so much i I mean it's it always gets me raw i can pinpoint exactly what's going to happen and i can enjoy every minute of it smackdown i literally i shouldn't be upset because kayfabe's not dead, but I literally have no idea where the where the um, matches are going to go, where the storyline's going to go. It's literally every time they have a pay per view, my predictions are up in the air, because they do things like you say, bring out Rusev, give him this whole grand pomp and circumstance just to lose. Have Dolph Ziggler come out to this grand pomp circumstance. And lose. Have Jinder Mahal come out and be racist against Shinsuke and win once again. Like, they do the exact opposite of logic. And I hate it. And it really and truly, in the beginning of the brand split, I loved SmackDown. Now, I literally record it and fast forward through it to watch the highlights. Interesting. It is a waste of two hours of my Tuesday. I, I will say I know I know I keep kind of hypothetically pitching this in our our pre-show conversations, but we may very well either a need to turn this into a movie podcast like you so <laughs> desperately want to, or we need to change this into what I would like to do, which is just change it to the, watching the better promotion, which we all know is New Japan. I think personally, we'll let our fans decide the K favors. I think. That what we can do is the podcast predictions for pay-per-views and recaps and do brief synopsises of what has happened on Raw and SmackDown. But we can focus on New Japan. We can do a movie review of what I would like to do is wrestling movies, which could be any movie involving a wrestler. And I so, think So every five-star classic that Hulk, the Hulkster has been in. We'll start with those. Well, we can, yes. 
<laughs> well, I, I think that's a great way to end the show. Definitely, uh, if if you liked what we did today, definitely give us a, a like or a subscribe. Give us a comment. Yeah. Tell tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. If if you like some of these different proposals we have for different kind of show concepts, should we should we keep this current format and do other uh, other spinoff podcasts like specifically about New Japan or or should we have a a movie spinoff? Let us know. Hit us up and. Uh, with that, we'll uh, we'll we'll see you guys next time on the next episode of Kayfabe is not dead. Yep, this is your champion signing off.